It is 5.32 on your home of the Fighting Irish and the upcoming NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. This is Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Darren Pritchett with you on this snowy Friday evening. Joining me right now is longtime high school basketball coach. Now we can call him a retired high school basketball coach. Joining the media here in town. You hear him on 96.1 The Ton. For Mishawaka Broadcast, he has his own podcast, too, that we need to mention, which I don't think we have in our conversation. So we'll do that over the next little bit as we talk Hoosier hysteria with Mr. Ron Heklinski. Coach, it's good to be with you. How are you today? Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm really good. And um, I was thinking about this all day today when, when they forecast a little bit of bad weather um it wouldn't be sectional basketball time for the boys <laughs> unless there was a little bad weather and uh you know it's, it, i mean it's unfortunate because i don't like i don't like moving the semifinals to saturday and i and i even more don't like moving the finals to monday but it is what it is you got to improvise you got to take care of business and then play them when they tell you to play you better believe it. And tomorrow night at 6 o'clock Eastern time, it'll be Michigan City versus LaPorte. Then in the nightcap, probably around 8.15, 8.30 Eastern time, it will be Mishawaka taking on South Bend Riley. Let's talk a little bit about Tuesday night first, Coach. South Bend Adams got off to a really good start against a favored Michigan City club. It was 27-18 in favor of Chad Johnson's team late in the second quarter. But I guess as you would expect, Jamie Hodges of Michigan City got rolling. They took over the game in the second half and ended up winning 70-62. How impressed were you with the way Michigan City responded to a little adversity in the first half? Well, you know, with about 55 seconds left in the first half, uh, Adams had a 10-point lead with the ball. And um, if, if, I'm, if I'm coaching uh, that game, I'm telling my guys, uh, I want to end this half with a 10-point lead. So um, I don't want you shooting it too soon. If you make it, great. If you miss it, we're up by 10 heading into the half. Adams kind of messed it up, took some shots early. Michigan City came down, hit a three, hit a two. So instead of going down 10, Michigan City goes down five and, and stole the momentum of, of the first half that, that uh, John Adams had. John Adams played really well in the first half. Michigan City came out, played a 2-3 zone. Adams attacked it really well. Uh, and in the first half, Adams might have hit seven threes. Now, um, that whole script was reversed in the second half because Michigan City came out, went to a man-to-man defense. Adams didn't get any clean looks. And... Um, uh, Michigan City then hit six or seven threes in the second half. So I thought I thought Chad Johnson, I thought the emotion of Chad Johnson uh, being back and, and being able to coach, I thought his players uh, played hard for him. You can, you can really see the affinity that they had for their coach at the start of, their, of that game. And uh, once the emotion went off and once Michigan City went to the man-to-man in the second half, then, then I thought Jamie Hodges and, and, and the lefty Briggs took over and, and – uh, and, and Michigan City put that game away. Coach, I know you spend a lot of time following Mishawaka, as I mentioned, doing the broadcast on 96-1 the ton. Have you watched Laporte this year? Have you heard much about this Slicers team, who I think might be a little bit of a surprise how good they were this year with a veteran bunch? Well, I mean, it's funny you should ask that because uh, Brian Miller and myself got there early to, um, you know, set the equipment up, make sure everything's working. Brian's a pro, so 
So he's he's really good with that. And uh, Laporte was was practicing then. So so I got a chance to maybe watch the tail end of their practice. They have some size. Uh, they have some some really I mean really athletic players that, that can really get up and go a little bit. Now now we played Laporte two years ago in the uh, sectional mm-hmm. over at Michigan City, I believe. Yep. And you know not one of the names on their roster do I recognize or do I remember. So I will say with, with the coaching change, Jordan Heckert. He must have had a heck of a recruiting year in the last couple of years. <laughs> he has a good recruiting budget, huh? <laughs> no, I, I, you know, they, 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 they take him to Heston's over there, the sure. great steakhouse in Laporte. And I say that in jest. But yes. he, was, he was coaching his brains out with his guys. His guys were listening. They were playing hard. And um, he's, he, he's done a great job of turning that program, of, of turning that program around. And uh, that'll be – That'll be a really, really uh, good basketball game between Michigan City and and, and uh, Laporte. I believe Laporte beat him earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I mean Laporte will do things the right way. They'll, I mean, they'll they'll talk on screens. They'll understand where Hodges is. But when you're playing against Jamie Hodges, I mean that's a, that's a really tough task because he's got a limited range. He's going to put it up from 30, and, and he's and he's going to make them. And um, I mean, if you go out and you guard him out there, then he's then he's just going to drive by you. And if you help, like Adams did early in the game, then he's going to kick it to Briggs or a couple of those other guys that can really shoot it. So so it's a it's a tough defensive assignment. It's a tough defensive preparation. But from what I saw, Laporte with the size, the length they had, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I expect that to be a really good basketball game. Ron Heklinski, my guest here on WSBT Radio, and Coach. Obviously, going into a game like this, there's a lot of emotion. You're trying to get to a sectional championship. You want to keep your season alive. You want to experience more of Hoosier hysteria. So with that being established, this is also a rivalry game in the sectional semifinal. In your experience as a coach, did you have to go up against your rival in a situation like this much? And do you have to guard against the players getting too hyped up for this matchup? I mean, I've played against rivals in the sectional, and, and to me, and the preparation, uh, the only the only positive part about doing that is you know the team. You you know you know what their adjustments are going to be. You know what they're going to come out and do. Uh, 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 you're pretty familiar of, of what they're going to, of what kind of adjustments they're going to make against you. Like like for instance, in in, in the Plymouth and Mishawaka game, um, I mean Plymouth knew Mishawaka uh, switches all the time and. Plymouth had players that are coming off of, of screens and gonna and gonna make deep J's. Uh, I mean, Davis Ray hit hit Mishawaka for maybe 24 or 26 uh, the first time they played him, and and so like the first two or three possessions, I, I'm studying and watching and and I'm seeing if Plymouth is gonna screen their own their own guy mm-hmm. because if because if you know Davis Ray's coming off a screen and you know whoever's guarding the screener is gonna switch to him. Then, then just guard the guy who's going to switch, which, you know, which is your man, and screen him. That would have been an adjustment that I that I surely would have worked on for three or four days because Mishawaka is really, really good defensively, and Mishawaka is really good at, at, at switching, particularly down screens. And, and when I saw that, that Plymouth made no adjustment to do that, I mean, you know, maybe in, in the first two or three minutes of the game, I, I knew that it would be a long night for Plymouth. 
And Mishawaka won that game Tuesday night over the Pilgrims, 61-35. to And, of course, you know a lot about this Mishawaka team, having coached them the last few years, and you helped groom Arthur Jones into the point guard that he is right now. And the senior had nine of the first 11 points Tuesday night against Plymouth, finished with 13. I think he had five assists in the ballgame. But, Coach, I was really impressed, and I mentioned this to Coach Bender on last night's program, I thought he did a great job of controlling the game. The game, I thought, centered around Arthur with the ball in his hand. You know, sometimes you can maybe go too fast, but I don't think Arthur did in that game. I thought he set a tremendous pace in the ball game. I'd like your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think you're 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 100 correct on that. But I also think I also think early in the game. Uh, when you're going through a scouting report and, and the kids from Plymouth, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're listening uh, to their coach and, and how we're going to play Arthur and how we're going to guard Arthur and, and, and all of this kind of stuff. And then, and I think they do buy into their scouting report, but their scouting report can never say that they're going to pressure Arthur Jones past the top of the key, because whenever you pressure Arthur Jones past the top of the key, he's, he just has a knack for, for being able to get to the paint He's got a knack for being able to finish when he gets into the paint or find shooters. And, um, you know, and, and this has happened to Arthur probably, I don't know, maybe 10 times this season early in games where, where, where the other team defends him and they're, and they're jacked up They're You know, coaches said, we could do this. Let's take care of Arthur. Let's take Arthur out of the game. Well, you're not going to take Arthur out of the game by pressuring Arthur past the three point line, because he just, he has a great feel. He has a great feel. He has a great Euro step. Uh, and you're better off playing Arthur Jones backing off of Arthur and, and making Arthur beat you from three. And I think, I think as the game went on, then he had the first nine points. And then I think they back off of him, and, and Arthur got into the, the, uh, the point guard mode, the mode that he had the last four minutes of overtime versus St. Joe, which is probably, which is probably the best I've seen Arthur play this year. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't because he scored any points, because he didn't. And, and I take that back. I think he hit a couple free throws, but – he didn't score any points. He played the role of, of a point guard really, really well. He got he got Cooper an easy basket, and he got somebody else an easy basket. And when and when he plays like that, uh, Mishawaka offensively is is really tough to handle. You know, there's a lot of balance on this Mishawaka team, and I think a lot of players score in different ways. Jackson Snyder can knock down threes. Rasan Johnson really good in transition. Cooper Pritchett's good right around the basket. Brady Fisher's very creative in the paint, finding a way to score. So they have a lot of different options. But to me, Coach, I almost feel like Rasan is the X factor of this team. When he plays well, it seems like this team goes to the next level, and he had a very solid 14-point performance Tuesday night. Well, so so when Rasan can, can find open lanes and, and, and straight driving lanes, not lanes on the baseline, but but lanes from the top because uh, when you're driving from the top, it's very it's really difficult to get help side there because uh, when the ball's on, on one side of the floor, your help side is really defined. When the ball's in the middle of the court, uh, it becomes really difficult to define that. And and uh, Rashad can beat his player, finishes well with his left hand, and uh, and when he plays like that and, and gets to the free throw line a little bit, he, he's really really tough. When he gets down on himself, when he misses a couple. And when he gets down on himself and, and, and he has a tendency then to make mistakes and, and, and compound those mistakes in maybe two or three or four uh, possessions in a row. 
when Rashad just lets the game come to him and, and does the things that, that he's capable of doing, I think I think he's a great, great slash driver. It can get to the basket, can make and can make baskets. So they play, Coach Eklinski, the Riley Wildcats tomorrow night at around 8 o'clock over in LaPorte. The two teams met earlier this year at the Cave back in December, and Mishawaka then closed the game out pretty strong and defeated the Wildcats 62-57. to What do you think are going to be some of the keys in this matchup for the two teams as they attempt to get to a sectional championship game? I think I think one of the keys for Mishawaka is to is to um, I mean see if 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 O'Reilly's going to string four or five or six threes together. They like to shoot them, they like to shoot them deep, but they also like to get to the basket. And I think they're I think they're more dangerous when they're driving to the basket. Uh, you know I always say a team that makes threes early usually doesn't make them late. And um, I, I I think. You know, I think you got to go out and guard Marvin. I think you got to go out and, and guard the other guard. But I don't think you 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 know you have to fly at him real quickly and, and, and give him the lane. I think, uh, you know, I think start this game off and see what they can do. You know, work the switching game to perfection. Maybe don't let them make catches. Um, I, I mean, I'm a big believer um, in, in, in when you defend that you switch screens. You don't mess with them. Why, I mean, why fight screens, especially? I mean, especially if you have a team like Mishawaka where anybody on the court can guard anybody. And, and one of the things that I, I see about high school basketball is that, is that most high school basketball players are not good passers. So if there is a mismatch, and if, if Arthur, I mean, by switching gets caught on the, on the post player, I don't, I don't think players are skilled enough to throw that lob pass or, or, or to even find the mismatch. And I don't, I don't think those mismatches hurt you. So I think – when, when Mishawaka switches screens and, and denies passes, I think they're really, really good. I don't see Riley coming down and screening a lot because I know Alex Daniels knows that they, or, you know, know that they like to, to, to switch all that stuff. So why screen a lot and why, and why let them get into that? I, I, I think you're going to look uh, and, and, and see Riley maybe go to some five out and try and drive, create some driving lanes, and then drive and kick and maybe look for some shots like that. So, so I think Bodie – uh, and, and his team will, will maybe look to take the drive away first and, and, and then deal in, and, and then deal with the outside shooting. Coach, as you go into tomorrow night's sectional semifinals, again, it's Michigan City versus LaPorte, Mishawaka versus Riley. Is there a favorite? Is this a situation where you wouldn't be shocked if any of the four won it? No, I don't think, I don't think there's a favorite at all. I think it's wide open. I mean, I don't think – I don't – I don't think that that uh, Michigan City guards very well, and so I think that 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 that, that is their um, Achilles, I mean Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. I think that Mishawaka does guard. I think I think Mishawaka guards. I think Mishawaka rebounds, and I think you know when you're talking about those two aspects of a basketball game, if you can if you can do those two things, you can and take care of the ball. Now Mishawaka's got to take care of the ball because they've been in some scenarios where where they've had some leads and they let it get away because they didn't take care of the ball. But if they take care of the ball with the fact that they can guard and they can rebound, I, I think they're sitting in good shape to break that, that curse. That, that, you know, that's all I heard about when I came back to South Bend. It's been 1986 since Mitchell won a section. Oh, you know, Coach Bill Davidson. I thought, I thought Bill Davidson was related to John Wooden. I swear to you, I did. I did. Because that's all I heard for like my five years of coaching. So I think it's time. I think it's time the cavemen go down there 
take care of business. I know they're a focused bunch. I, I walked through practice tonight. Uh, I'm on my way out, and uh, uh, they were focused and, you know, getting the things done that they needed to get done. And uh, so so I, I like I like the cavemen heading into these next two games. But, I mean, the old cliche is you just got to play them one at a time and take, and take care of business. Coach, how almost, dare I say, proud are you of this squad and how much you're pulling for them just because you have built such strong relationships with the players the last few years before you retired after last season? Yeah, no, I love those guys. Those guys, those guys uh, I had for three years. You know, I mean, the juniors I had for three years, I, I had Arthur for four years. And, um, and, uh, and those guys, I mean, they mean a lot to me. They came in, they competed. And, and when you're going through a grind, when you're going through a, a four-month season and you know it's a grind, it's a grind on everybody, sometimes you have scenarios where, where uh, things don't always work out the way you want them. Sometimes you have scenarios where as a coach you have to make tough decisions on what's best for uh, I mean, what's best for the whole team as opposed to maybe some guys that are that are just trying to be individuals but you know uh, coach Bender's come in he's, he's co- he, he coaches these guys up really really well he's got their respect um, he's got he's got great parts to fit into the puzzle I think I think he has the ultimate glue guy the ultimate guy that will sacrifice himself for the team and, and, and that's obviously Cooper I think he's got a, I think he's got a point guard that when he decides to be the point guard, he, he's, as, he's as good as they have. Uh, Brady Fisher can play any position on the court. He can bring the ball up. He can play in the post. He can play on the wing. Rashawn's a slasher. Uh, Jackson Snyder has proved now that, 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 that he can come in and, and make shots. I think at the beginning of the season, he, he, didn't, he wasn't sure what his role was. He didn't know if he had the green light to, to take shots. And so, so, so when you don't know if you have the green light, when you take a shot and you go and it goes in, you start thinking, yeah, man, maybe I can shoot a little more. And then when you take two more and you miss them, you say, I ain't shooting anymore. Well, now I, I think he has a feel. I think he knows he's got the green light. And so I think, I think Mishawaka um, has the pieces, and, and I'm really proud of him. I, I mean, Ian, I love Ian. I love Shelter. He's just a wonderful man. And Bodie, and Bodie just, just comes in and coaches. There's no, there's no flair. There's no, there's nothing. He just comes in and coaches his brains out. And that's, and that was obvious when he when he took his Carroll basketball team, who's not really known for basketball mm-hmm. success um, at that school. When he takes that team and, and they win a couple of sectionals, he's he's within a couple of points from going to the state final himself. So, so I like I, I like that team. I like those guys. I'm I'm, I'm pulling for them obviously. And uh, but I'm a pro behind the mic, man. I'm yes, not you are. biased, right? No, of course not. Yeah, Absolutely am, not. Man. No. And I'll tell you what, yeah. if people yeah. want more of this, you are a part of a podcast with former high school coach Pat King. Tell our listeners about that and where they can find it. Yeah, yeah, on Monday nights from 6.30 to 7.30 at Bar Louis, it's at broadcastsport.net. Now, you can listen to it uh, live from 6.30 to 7.30, or you can listen to the archives. The archives are put up the next day, and I'll uh, – well, I mean, we'll have a guest. A couple of my guests were uh, two weeks ago. I had my nephew, Jeff Eklinski, who was the assistant football coach at Michigan, is the offensive coordinator at San Diego State. I had Rich Donnelly, the third base coach from the Florida Marlins nice. on, um, who, uh, who had the 20-year anniversary of the Marlins uh, World Series championship. I, I had that on uh, uh, in the fall. We have, we have high school coaches. Um, uh, Al Rhodes was great the other day, which we talked about uh, – 
Penn Kingsman, Bodie's been on. Uh, and then what I told Al, I said, Al, if Marcus Burton isn't Mr. Basketball, there needs to be an investigation. And um, so, yeah, so it's a great podcast. Pat is great. Pat's been a high school basketball coach for as long as I have. And then Pat played for the Anderson Indians. Uh, I coached I, I coached the Anderson Indians, and Pat played for him. So if you get a minute, tune in. Uh, we get a lot of listenership. We get questions, and uh, it's a lot of fun, actually. Coach, good to talk hoops with you. Always enjoy the conversation. I look forward to waving at you from a distance as you broadcast the game from LaPorte tomorrow night on 96-1 the ton. Pre-game at 6 Eastern time at 6.30, LaPorte versus Michigan City. Probably about 8.15, it'll be Riley versus Mishawaka, and I will see you then. Yeah, so so all of our all of our people going to the game, and we need to have a ton of people. This team is so fun to watch. They need to be supported. But when you make sure you 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 drive up to the port, make sure everybody's safe, take your time on the roads, yep. and let's watch some great basketball tomorrow night. Coach, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much. Uh, you're the best, man. See you. Thank you. Ron Heklinski, retired basketball coach, of course, most recently at Mishawaka. And we've got a great doubleheader tomorrow night at LaPorte. Here are the games on 96-1 the ton. And let me just go through this really quickly. All the area games have been postponed, and I have most of the information on the makeups. As we mentioned, LaPorte is tomorrow night. Elkhart has been postponed tomorrow night. It will be Penn and Goshen at 6 at 7.30, Concord versus Northridge, the championship game Monday night at 7 o'clock. 3A at Jimtown. They will play everything tomorrow. 10.30 a.m., Marion versus Washington at 12 o'clock. It's St. Joe taking on New Prairie. The title game is Saturday night. We have 3A at Knox, 10.30 a.m., Knox versus Culver Academy. Game 2, Bremen versus Glenn. They will play the title game Saturday night. And Northwood also was postponed. And I believe they are going to go 6 o'clock tomorrow, Lakeland and West Noble. The nightcap, Fairfield versus Northwood. They will play the championship game Monday night at 7.30. Other high school basketball news today, Elkhart boys basketball coach Kyle Sears has resigned after kind of getting that Elkhart program going with the combining of schools and went 26-46 and in three years with the Lions before that. A lot of success over at Elkhart Memorial. 5.54 is our time. More Sports Beat next on WSBT.